Leonard Cohen suggested, there is a crack in everything. That's how the light gets in. This viral crack gives us a chance to create something new and better. So let's talk about back to different and let the light in. Okay, I am looking at my computer screen and this time I'm looking at Christina Holly and she is in what looks like a very comfortable little place. And in the background, I see a garage or a barn and everything else out there is white with snow. Yes. Which, which I am envious of, I have to admit. Um, and um, I have another new friend who doesn't live across the street, which is always such a pleasure. So I wanted to start as is my want by asking you to tell us your story. How did you get here? Not, not like your CV or any of that stuff, but just who you are, how, how you got here. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, so it's quite interesting. Um, I have been in corporate for 20 plus years and, you know, I was always a corporate girl. And then during COVID I wrote a book and this book has changed my life. And the book is called The Authentic You, Unleash Your Leadership Potential. And it was really about getting people to learn how to own their stories in their entirety, um, because that's where all those gems lie. And the reason why, you know, this has brought me here to this conversation today is that I've learned to own my story in its complete entirety. And there was parts of my life that, you know, I cut out for a good 30 years because of ego, right? And until you understand that dynamic of ego and your true self and owning your stories, and I'm really encouraging people to, and because I've done it and it's, it's magical once you actually step into it and you push past the fear is to own the stories. I'm more interested in the stories where we've had like adversity and challenges and things that have been really tough uh, rather than the glam and glitz where everything is perfect. I really, um, because it is in those stories that we've hidden for so long that there is real potential of extraordinary parts to yourself that you've hidden, right? We're limitless potential, but when we hide parts of our stories, like I did, um, you can't, you can't tap into it. You actually are just following a script, right? Your ego is kind of running the show because you're trying to showcase for other people as yeah. to what you're supposed to look like rather than listening, listening to your inner self and really being what, who you're meant to be, right? Because your heart will actually decide that if you actually choose to listen, but you can't tap into that until you own all of it. So here I am on podcast now talking about a book um, and talking about, you know, how much I've grown and like got realigned and to my authentic self. And now I understand that those stories in my, like where there was adversity, real challenges, um, that's where there's inspiration. That's where people will look and they go, oh my gosh, like, I didn't know that about you. Oh, that makes you even cooler <laughs> at the end of the day, because everybody's got stuff that goes on. And when we are too busy trying to um, compare and we think we have to act a certain way, you miss out on, on the amazing stuff that uh, each, each, each and every one of us has to offer. So that's my role now. That's a little bit about me. I, uh, I am trying to help people tap into that inner self. So here, that's it back. <laughs> well, from my perspective, and I am a blunt object and I'm a Taurus. There's, there's a reason oh. for that. Okay. Um, can you tell me, us, I suppose, um, a little more about your personal story? How oh, sure. you how you you crack this nut, how you, you know, mm. open open these doors and found out that you know there was a there was there was a gap between your authentic self, who you really are, yeah. and and how you were showing up. Yeah, absolutely. So um when I decided I wanted to be my best self, I knew no one else knew, but I knew that there was all this stuff uh, from my past that I didn't want to tap into. But I was like, well, if I really want to be my best self, then I got to do the work. And, you know, I, here's a, a part of my story. Um, I had a mom that was suffering from mental illness when I was younger. 
and it was pretty traumatic. Um, we lived there for, you know, for numerous years. I think I was like 12 years old and we, we left that location, right? Like I got put into the system with my, uh, with my brother and, you know, I hid that because I had a lot of shame around it and not, there's no reason to have shame. That's what I understand. There's no reason. I thought that people would look at me differently based on that. So having a mom who had, you know, schizophrenia, that's what recently came to light, uh, is not easy as a child yet. We still persevered. We still got through all this stuff. And when we were removed, we were put into this new place. And then eventually we got to my dad's And when I got to go to my dad's, I I actually got to reinvent myself, right? So no one knew my past. No one. I would never speak of it. It never existed as far as I was concerned. I got to be able to start over. But what happened was the ego took over, right? It was all about, I'm going to show you. I'm going to prove everyone wrong. I'm going to be that person that, no, I'm going to be super successful in life. And nobody is ever going to look back. And I'm not, I'm not going to be a victim. And I never was right. And, you know, it's, it's funny. I never was. Um, but for the, you know, for the wrong reasons, because my ego was on overdrive, right. It was about proving people wrong, not because I was in alignment. So once I started to do the personal explorer, I really came to understand that that piece in my life, I couldn't be my best self if I didn't embrace that child inner child in me. And all that stuff that had gone on from uh, an inner child perspective, you know, it made me realize that I've always been a leader. And I was that since I was a little girl and taking charge and taking care of my brother and kind of getting through this stuff. And, you know, the truth is I, I'm not angry with my mom. Like she had mental health issues where I, I, I feel as though my voice needs to be heard now is that where were all the other people that should have stepped up and seen that there was opportunity, but this is what I'm talking about. And this is the whole, this is my journey, right? This is how I know that I'm doing when I'm, my heart is led, right? I, but you can't get there until you start to acknowledge your story, right? My story is that is a societal construct. People had so much shame about people that would have mental health issues that they rather bury it and pretend that things weren't happening. And then in my case, there was the two of us that there was a direct impact and it was, it was, it was intense, but I realized it was all meant to be here because I'm really trying to encourage people the power of voice, you know, break down those social constructs and learn them because there is a, there's, there's something about being, um, aware and from a humanitarian perspective, Mm -hmm. like, if there's something not going right, don't turn a blind eye because you're, you're fearful of what that might look like for you, right? We should really be stepping up and encouraging things like, you know, um, compassion and empathy and helping each other if that's the case, right? Um, but I was, and it's interesting because the role that I was in, people, I could talk to people from different walks of life, no problem. That's because I had been through, I've been really poor. I've been really well off. I've been, you know, uh, living in pretty much in the ghetto and then like moving into a whole other area. So that with embracing my story, I actually realized that's why I could talk to people without judgment. Right. But people would judge me all the time based on they would hear that I went to university. They would hear that they would see what I looked like. They would say their comments. Or, oh, it's been easy for her. But in my mind, I would be like, because I was hiding it. I'm like, you don't know me. You don't even know how much I, how hard I had to work to, to get to this spot right now. And, but that was the ego. And now that, you know, I started writing this book and I started doing this explore and I really understand that when you align with your authentic self and it's like looking at those places where you don't want to look at and learning how to release it. Um, you, you actually, uh, you know, you show up and you understand it's all about love at the end of the day is about, you know, high vibrational space, love 
And all those other things are fear-based, right? Trying to make you like fit a norm, trying to make you be something that, you know, where you're going to be accepted or you won't be judged and all that stuff. So it was like on my own personal journey that I, so I wrote the book, but I have other books in me. Like there is, it was only the beginning of the personal explorer. And I'm so excited about it because it's a wonderful feeling when you are not holding on to this baggage or that you're not hiding it. And I think that that is the overall message for me. I have had a very colorful life and I'm blessed for having that life because it brings me to this point right now where I can help others. Don't hide. Please don't hide because there is beauty in your story, even though there's hardship. And that's why, you know, now many people say, I want the hard stories. I want the adversity because I'm like, it makes me like you better because I know that it wasn't, you know, you had to work and you had to pivot and you had to like be adaptable. So, you know, I, I, I just, it just all makes sense now. So I'll pause there. I feel like I shared a lot, but. I'll go, I'll stop there, Mac. Oh, no, that's all right. That's all right. Um, how old were you when, when, when you, when you left, left I was, box? yeah, I was probably, uh, 11 years old. Oh, okay. I just, um, I was, I was kind of going back and forth trying to figure out, was she little teeny weeny or, she, and, and yeah, I know I was, I was 11 and that was, and this is like the first time I've ever shared this live, but, uh, that was because I prompted it because I stepped up and said something um, where, you know, being 11 years old and having that conversation and people would, it was like such a interesting time, right? Because people would know that stuff was going on. They would talk secretly, but no one wanted to do anything for fear of how things were going to turn out. And here you have, and this is why, you know, I just love my inner child, right? Who I just blocked out for 30 years. And now I just love her like 11 years old. She took it upon herself with my brother and decided, no, this isn't going to work. We need to have a different life. And when, when that happened, I, I was like, we never look back, never look back. And I thought that that was winning at that point. Right. And it wasn't until 30 years later that, you know, to, and I have to thank my ego because my ego helped me in that survival space because it was truly survival space. So I will never knock ego. Um, I've just learned to befriend it with my true self that I know it's there if I need it, but it really was there because the ego is there to protect and it protected me as I went through um, that phase. And then what happened was it just went on overdrive because I didn't understand that I wasn't fully connected to myself. So, and then, and then to, to more flavorful part of the story. So it was about my brother and I, and then eventually we ended up at my dad's and my dad, um, love my dad, my, my stepmom, who's one of my idols. I think she's a wonderful person. Um, and my sister's, So we were living this whole other life out on a farm and like this whole image that had been recreated. It was a dream come true for me and just kept building off of it. And then at, um, so I went to university and, you know, got scholarships and whatever, which makes sense because I was such a high achiever based on this ego thing, right? Like Mm -hmm. I was like, not going to let the past um, beat me and it didn't, right. It's only made it more flavorful actually. Um, but then when I was 21, my brother, who is my person, uh, passed away in a fatal motorbike accident. And yeah. And that was another one where it was life-changing and I became very, um, it's weird. It was like, I had this weird zest for life afterwards because I had a different perspective on, you know, um, one minute here, next minute, not right. And I was really on this other part of that, but talk about rebuild, rebuild. It was a, it was a double, but again, bury all of it. Didn't really, you know, um, I had a spiritual side. Now I really have a spiritual side. I think when you tap into your inner self, it's all about, um, 
uh, higher source and really that connection to love, right? That love piece is your highest vibration of who you can be. And I used to kind of hide it. And now I'm like, whatever, this is, this is it. And I'm so grateful because um, it's all meant. And, and, you know, some people may not understand that, but I understand it is that it's to bring me to this point right now where I'm writing books and I am helping other people understand that they're worth and stop, you know, trying to fit molds for other people. And really, like, if I told you, like, we're limitless right now, you can have anything that you want. It's only our own constructs that get us in our own way. And when you start to really think about that and start going into what are my self-limiting beliefs, right? I had, I had to learn to love myself after all of that because I was so busy getting the external validation instead of doing the internal work. But the authentic journey is about learning how to love yourself again. And when you love yourself, it all the rest starts to come in. Well, let's, let's assume and I think mm-hmm. we could probably back this up with some logic okay. if we have to, that, <clears throat> that, that, that when we're born, yeah, you know, when we, when we first appear that, that we are um, born into self-love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, watching a little baby learn and grow and explore and realize that okay. this thing is theirs mm-hmm. <laughs> and that they could, you know, that, that from my perspective is a journey of love. And at some point it starts to get tamped down. Um, I used to work as a yacht charter captain and, uh, I was once taken a man and his six-year-old son across the Chesapeake Bay and, and mm-hmm. we were on a, and we were having a really nice time. And his son, he had his life jacket on, but he was running around the boat. And every time we'd go over a wave, he would run up to the bow to the front of the boat. So we could yeah. go up and down and he was giggling and yelling and everything. And his father and I were having a conversation in the cockpit and I could see his father was getting frustrated. And finally he yelled at his son and he said, why can't you act your age? Mm-hmm. And then there I see go. the light bulb go off, and he said, "You are, mm-hmm. <laughs> you are, aren't you?" So I think that it's the shift between um, where our our love is is guiding us, where it's taking us. We're, we're curious. We want to discover. We want to be open. We don't want to lie. I mean, little little kids don't know how to lie. That's a, that's a learned behavior. Yeah. And, and then because of, and I'm not a conspiracy theorist, um, but because of the way it is with our parents who, who have no training. I mean, right, exactly. Right? Um, yeah. And schools, God bless them. Yeah. And, and, our, and our Boy Scout leaders, our Girl Scout leaders, yeah. and our church group and everything. There is this yeah, pressure. Totally and, 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 uh, as you said, we, because our, our ego wants to protect us. Yeah. Our, our ego starts to send the message. Don't, don't show up too much. Yeah. Cause when you show up too much, you get in trouble. Yeah. And I think that there's a, there's a false narrative and I really understand it now. Love is not conditional. Our society makes us think that it's conditional. Mm-hmm. Love is the pure essence of who we are. It's our soul. It's our, it's our essence. We come in with, with love. Then we start getting taught how, how, to, um, how, do we, how are we supposed to love? Do you know what I mean? Then the conditions start coming in. Oh, I, oh, I love you if you do this for me. Oh, you're, su- you're so pretty. I love you. Oh, you're not attractive. I don't love you. Oh, you're successful. Oh, I love success. Right. So you can see how the conditioning (laughs) starts. Right. And when I look at it, it's very much, I keep it quite simple in my mind. Um, And I know you've probably heard this before, but like, I, I believe this wholeheartedly. We are a beautiful light that comes in. Right. And all these extra things that come along the way are, they dim our light. 
right? So even if you think about something like um, a doctor versus being a, an artist, oh, you're a renowned doctor. Oh no, you're, you don't want to be a starving artist. You don't want to make sure you're not going to do, but what is that person's desire, right? And these are people that love us, right? That, that are trying to keep us safe again. Is that safety, like protect us? And, and then they, they kind of steer us away and it takes you further and further away from that light. It dims it. So the purpose that I want to do is like, let's start breaking those, those walls and get you back to your light. So you're not waiting. So, you know, there's a whole other thing I'm telling you, this is all this stuff has just come because of the book. Okay. Like, it's just a whole different, if you talked to Christina two years ago, it would be a different Christina. Now it's like, <laughs> it's beautiful. It's like, it's so good. Um, you know, when people say, you know, I saw light at the end of the tunnel mm-hmm. and you're like, oh yeah, a near death experience. You are the light. Don't wait to the end of the tunnel, right? You need to break those those constructs now so you can be the light now and when you start to understand that it's like oh what am i waiting for go do it start to unlearn right but the biggest part mac is like you have to stop and i had to learn this stop worrying about what other people think because if you do you will always live small but once you start to step out and really trust yourself, you will live big. And if you wait for permission, you got a long wait. You have a long, long wait, right? Yeah. It, it, and it's, <clears throat> um, in the work I do, sometimes mm-hmm. I will I will have a group who, whom, whom uh, I need to shake them up a little bit. Because yeah. they're they're like I mean I can I can see that they're pretending, yeah. Right, and I, I get that. I mean, I certainly have have uh, done that in my life lots. So <laughs> I will I I will ask them which do you find more difficult mm-hmm. in your personal life to give love to other people or to receive love from other people? It's a good one. Well, and you know that about ninety five percent of them say that it's much harder for them to receive love than to show love because showing love is a lot more appears to be because it's an illusion appears to be a lot more risk-free than yes. allowing yourself to receive love. Because if we allow ourselves to receive love at that point, we have to go then maybe I'm lovable. And if, oh, yeah. I'm, if yeah. I am worthy of love, then I have to let go of a whole bunch of crap that, that that I'm so used to holding on to that I'm not sure if I can let it go because it feels so comfortable. It's it's like bad, and it's and it's and it's it's, it's corrosive. But I'm used to it. Yeah. Because, because I've been told this all my life. If you were better looking, we would love you more. Yeah. If you had more money, yeah. we'd love you more. Yeah. Why do you want to be a teacher? Teachers don't make any money. You know, right. we get this this um, telegraph. Mm-hmm about what we're what we're not supposed to become and if you if you read the whole telegram at the very end it says you know what you're not supposed to become you yeah 100 percent. and that's and 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 it's so interesting that that you you said that one because i um i just recently learned to love myself okay so listen to this and i didn't even know okay so people would give me compliments and i would do this i'd be like oh if they say something i'd be like oh thanks you too oh thanks you too until someone said no stop i don't need you to give that to me and i'm like oh my god and then i was like oh my gosh i've been doing this my whole life right so it's kind of like the analogy if someone was to give you a hundred dollars and they say here here's a hundred dollars and you say all the time i'll only take 25 thanks Oh, 25 here. And then the 75 just flies away. Who's the sucker? <laughs> like I was. So now what I do, and I, I would like your listeners or, or whatnot, if they want to do this, this is an amazing practice. Someone gives you a compliment, just say received, like for me, received. And I, I promise you, 
all of a sudden you will feel full. It's like you got the full hundred dollars, right? And then you're like, then you can give a compliment if you want, but receive it in its entirety instead of deflecting. And I was deflecting because I didn't have my worth and no one would see that on the outside, but I, you know, and it's also aggressive and insulting for them if they, if they, if they, if they screw their courage enough to the sticking point to like bring you this, this, this cake, you know, this, yeah. this, this glazed donut, however, whatever metaphor works, I guess I'm in it. We've, we've been uh, trying to wean ourselves from sugar. So that's all I can think okay. about. <laughs> so, um, funny. Okay. So, so like, so like bring you this thing and you denigrate it. You know, yes. somebody says, I really enjoyed your speech and you respond. Oh, anybody could have done that. What you're saying to them is screw you. it's it's such a it's such an interesting concept it's so simple but it's true it's like what the person that gets the the compliment is kind of like because they're not good with themselves this is the whole intention right get good with yourself then you can you can receive and because you're not good with yourself you can actually make an impact on someone else that is trying to be kind to you and you can't receive it. So that person who's trying to put the kindness out might walk away and go, okay, maybe I don't say anything next time. See the power of it. It's all like, like it's all around love. Like if you love yourself, you'll receive it. Then that person feels good because they gave it. You know what I mean? It's so interesting that dynamic when you start to unfold it. And there, there, there's a, there's a, a sort of twisted but very powerful fear yeah. that if, if I accept that I am loved and I am worthy of love, one of the risks that that involves is that I have to be honest about my low life Woo! at this point where, where I have pushed it away. You 100%. know, I, yeah, and that 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 acceptance, at least in my life, turns out not to not to be pain and, and scary. But going into it, it's like, oh my god, I don't know if I'm gonna. I don't. I yeah. don't. I don't want to. I don't want to like take the wrapping off of this gift because I don't know what's gonna be in there. Well, it's so interesting that you say that because that came up in a meditation for me. Um, I was like, you know, about truth, right? And I was like, what is it about truth? truth of oneself and what came up was the truth of oneself is fearful because there's a level of accountability soon as you start trusting, right to oneself and only you know whether or not you have been honest i don't know but you know and that's why the you know i because uh, you know some people will embrace this and be like finally you know there's a way and i can figure this out but there's other people that are going to be quite fearful because then they have to really look at themselves and love themselves regardless of the choices that they made and forgive themselves for some of the choices and accept it in order to elevate to the new place, to be in alignment with love. And that I think um, is kind of a, 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 uh, what's the word I'm looking for? A rubric to encapsulate taking that step. Because mm-hmm. I think if you take that step with love in your heart and your spirit and your soul, wherever you want to mm-hmm. put it, in your shoulder, wherever, yeah, wherever, whatever, wherever whatever, put, whatever it is. Yeah. Right. If you, if you make that self-engagement with love, mm-hmm. then what happens next is going to open things up and it's going to open your eyes and it's going to go, you know what? This is pretty yeah. cool. If you can't figure out how to do that process of being you know, honest with yourself and, and just yeah. really being clear and understanding that none of us is 100% clear. I mean, right. But if you can't bring love to that decision and to that new new road, yeah, then it is a tough road. Yeah. And here's the, here's the other part of that right? So it's your inner guidance, right? Mm -hmm. So eventually when you start trusting your inner guidance, you trust yourself and you love yourself, you might come out of the bunker and look around and realize that you have people around you 
that shouldn't be around you. (laughs) You may have to shed some people in your life, but I promise you this, you will shed those people to provide space for others that are in, in a higher vibrational space that are at love based and that will move, right? Some of these people that we have, I call them the toxic folks. I've got lots of different names, um, (laughs) but they, they, they want you not to do this work because it benefits them. Misery loves company. When you start to really be honest with yourself and you're kind of like, Oh God, every time I'm with, I don't know, Julie, I'm always so drained. I never feel good. People when when we're exchanging energy with each other and really being in each other's presence, we should be multiplied. We should feel awesome, not diminished. And those are like red flags, right? And, you know, that is a part of that alignment to your true self is that when you're honest with yourself, you'll be able to look around at your environment and really see what have you created based on the old version of yourself. Now, what will you create with the new version of you? And it isn't our fault. No, you know, and boy, is that a hard one to let go. There, um, there was there used to be a cartoon called Pogo, probably predates you a a bit. I Mm -hmm. guess. Anyhow, Mm -hmm. there's a great line in the cartoon, and it is: "We have met the enemy, and he is us." Yeah, and 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 we hang out or used to hang out with people who, who had some high toxicity because yeah. they were us. It's not their fault either. Some people don't even know that they're toxic. No. Right. And that's why this conversation is so powerful. So some, some indicators that are, you're toxic here, I'll give you like five off the top of my head. <laughs> okay. So, so people can walk away. If you're gossiping, If you're not going to source and really talking something through, gossiping is a form of toxicity. If you're jealous of other people, if you're criticizing other people, if you're in a space where you're always negative, those are four points right there. If you catch, and we've all been there, but catch yourself so you don't operate in that space. And I think people, we talk toxic, but people don't understand, oh my gosh, this, because I have it like in the book where some people came back, they're like, I didn't realize and I'm like, okay, that's fine. This is just a self-awareness. This is an explorer. Because when you are operating in a lower vibrational space, in that toxic space, you cannot, it's resistance. It's further away from that love space of you being who you're supposed to be. So that's why. And then the higher space would be empathy, gratitude, kindness, appreciation, joy. Where do you want to hang out? I, I know where I want to be. Right. But you have to have awareness of the scale. Well, and I'm a recovering English teacher um, and uh, words, words have always been uh, when I used to write and sing music for for my supper. um, Part of what I enjoyed was writing the music, but more I enjoyed writing the lyrics, writing the story. And what we say doesn't just reveal who we are. It shapes who we are. What comes mm-hmm. out of our mouth goes back into our into our consciousness. Yeah, it isn't. It's, it isn't. It, these aren't tossaways. Hundred percent. Right? The power of your words have. They're almost like spells, right? Like you got to be really right. You just got to be mindful, right? And when you say that, people are like, "Whoa, what do you mean?" <laughs> but if you tell yourself every day that you're not good enough, guess what? You're not going to be good enough. If you tell yourself that you've got this and that you trust and it's all going to come in, it will come in, right? But it's the words, like you said, like in the songs and the lyrics that you're repeating, it does have an actual impact on what you believe and how you will show up. What we were talking about earlier about compliments, when we blow off a compliment, what we're telling ourselves is I'm not worthy of yes. of compliments at all, even if even even if we just say, "Oh, it was nothing," what we're yeah. saying is, "Um, whatever you just said nice about me, I clearly cannot live up to." Yeah. So I, I better dodge it. Because, it's, right? it's, it's crazy. It is crazy. It's, it's crazy because you know why I, I like that example because it's a practical application. It's for people to walk away and say, "Do I?" 
do I accept that full hundred dollars when someone gives it to me or am I only taking 25? I was only taking 25. Now I take the full hundred, but I have to say received because of that's the conditioning from the past that I would, I'm only worthy if I'm highly performing and a successful job, or if I look a certain way or whatever, I'm only worthy if that's not true because we are worthy We're that that's just a part of who we are. We have to unlearn all that stuff. And now I have to say the word received to be like, okay, it's like I give myself permission. Received. <laughs> okay, God, thank you. God it's forbid. lovely. I, um, I got to write an article a couple of years ago. In fact, it's going to be in the project I'm working on with Sarah. Oh, and love it. the title of the, art, of the article is, we, we Must Be Mistaken. Mm. And it's about not associating mistakes with wrongness. Mm, I like that. That's a hard one. Let, okay, let me ask you two questions. Sure. One is, um, coincidentally or not, your um, blossoming, your, your, your new garden, your new stuff, thing, person, existence, yes. seems to have coincided with the pandemic. Yeah. Right. So do you see, and this is not a test. Um, oh yeah, sure. Go. Do you see where there's any causality there or, or. Absolutely. You, but help me. Yeah. Go. Yeah. So this is, I think I'm not the only one. I think I am. I, I truly am Mac and I'm going to just be open because I, I feel very like in tune. I feel like I'm part of, one of many, a way, like a way shower of the future because the pandemic, you have to remember, I'm a mom of two. We're running a dance and hockey and doing everything. The pandemic (laughs) got everybody to stop. And some people went into a different place. I am because of that ego side, but not even meaning to. And I journal every morning. I just started writing and I, and it was, I honestly feel as though I was called to write. I wrote a book, a 300 page book. I've never been a writer, never thought I was going to do it in five months, Wow! five months, boom. And it's all around this stuff. And I feel as though even with the book now, I look at it and I'm like, it's like, I didn't even write it. It's just <laughs> like, it's like, I, I, I look at it and I'm like, now I just feel like it's so much deeper and so much more rich, but the whole point of the pandemic, I will say this, the world has changed. People have a deeper need for connection. People are not trusting in the same way mm-hmm. our society, how things have been handled. Look at what's going on in the world right now um, with Ukraine and stuff like that. There is a change happening in our world. And I truly believe that. And I think that I, want, I am one of many that are here to start encouraging people to look within and ask yourself, am I listening to myself or have I just kind of been listening to these constructs that have been created around fear? And once you start to understand that, you will start to see the world differently. You will start being like me. I never thought that I'd be a person talking about love. Like it's like, (laughs) why aren't we talking about love? If it's seriously, you talked to me two years ago, I'd be like, "Mm, that's okay. That's too much emotion there. Because we have conditioned ourselves to think emotion is a bad thing. Emotion is not a bad thing. Emotion, the word motion is in emotion. It's meant to flow. Identify what that is. If you're triggered, lean into it. Understand why. Because there's, there's more that comes out of it. But I think that the world stopped. And what did you do during that time frame? And when it did, and it hasn't really kicked back up, but there is a lot more people that took time and went within and started going on this explore and started really thinking, is this the world that I want to live in? And now I even wrote it this morning and because I'm totally connected every morning, create the world, create the world you want to live in. And I think we're all starting to do that because the people that created the world of of the past, as far as I'm concerned, they did the best they could at that particular time, but there is different people at the table now and different voices that need to be heard. And I think that this is a part of it, but people cannot really be heard Mac. If, if 
they don't know who they are. And I think that that's where it starts. Who are you? What do we need to learn from you? Because every single one of us, like every human on this planet has something unique to bring into the world, but we cannot get to it if they are all sitting there trying to fit a mold that, that has been prescribed by the old paradigm. So this is, that's why the work of the work is tap into you. Let's hear what you got to bring to the table because it's needed. It's all needed. All the suffering and pain from the pandemic, I, mm-hmm. you know, as 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 much as I can be, because we have a home and I still have a job and we have food yeah. in the refrigerator and get, you know, I, those are those are all true. And this this disjuncture mm-hmm. also opens up possibilities, which at least in my lifetime, although they, they, I'm old enough, I remember the Vietnam War and all the, you know, I, I got mm-hmm. tear gassed and all that stuff. Um, <clears throat> it's about time. It's about time. And I think we humans have been moving towards this and this, this event. Yeah. Is a, is a, I agree. Yeah. And you know, it's funny because it's just so clear to me I, like I said, before I wrote the book and the book is like just a precursor of where I'm at now, where we have built a world, the, the old paradigm is all around uh, fear, power and control. And the new paradigm needs to be around love and empathy and compassion. And that like, and when you sit back and you actually do the work and you start to actually listen to yourself, you will say, you know, just as you said, you will see, we've done a lot of harm to each other. We've hurt each other a lot that these beautiful little people come into the world and we automatically tell them they're not good enough if they don't do this or they hang out. Like I, and that's not even like that, that's our conditioning that we don't even realize that we're doing it because it's been passed on from um, generation to generation. But these conversations are so powerful because I don't want to hurt anymore. And I, I, I want other people not to hurt anymore. And I want us to be healing energy and I love and compassion and seeing all this wonderful stuff that we have instead of just knocking it into certain frameworks that are really they're not meant, they're not working anymore. And the pandemic, we had to say thank you for the pandemic because that is what caused things to pause and change. We would never have looked at it. We just would have kept going through the cycle and everything would whatever, but we had a global pandemic. There's a reason for that, right? And now I think I am one of many, but there's going to be change in this world. And I'm looking forward to that. Because it's going to be around a whole different construct. And I believe love and compassion and empathy and kindness, that's going to be a huge part of it. You get no argument from me. Yeah, I love it. And (laughs) I certainly have experienced that with the people who live around us. Um, I've Mm -hmm. said this before, but I used to only know their cars. Oh, interesting. Because I saw them in the morning on their way to work or in yeah. the evening when they came home. Now yeah. we all know each other. We, we, we like walk around like a village and we talk to each other oh, and, you know, lovely. and it's like, well, that was always there. We just were distracted just like this mm-hmm. for the past 35, 40 years has been there yeah. and we were distracted, you know, it, yeah. After the pandemic started is when I got the idea for this podcast. And since then, I have, I have like 60 new friends, really, really good friends whom I've never met. I love this. Yes. But, yeah. So my final question for you, yes. some, somewhere down the line, your mm-hmm. children who are now nine and 11, right? Yeah. Okay. They're all grown up. Yeah. As we say, and mm-hmm. they have children of their own. Yes. Your, your grandchildren. Yes. Now, do you no. suspect that uh, that your grandchildren will call you Nana or Grandma or? Oh my God, it's so cute! I never even thought about it. Um, grandma. Okay, Grandma. 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 Yeah. Oh, and and you just did the uh, greatest little shrug when you said that. That's very cool. It's, um, it's so cute. Yeah, there it is. Um, all right, Grandma. So they're like five, 
which is one of my favorite ages, along with every other age. Yeah. And, and uh, they come home and they're talking to their parents who are your kids and uh, you have, you have moved away or moved on or whatever. So yeah. anyhow, and they said, say, our teacher was taught, we had a history lesson today and our teacher was talking about the year 2020. And wow. our teacher said, because we were really little then, we don't remember much. And our teacher said it was really a hard time for a whole lot of people. Mm-hmm. So they come home to their parents and they sit down with their parents at dinner and they say, can I ask you a question, mom and dad? And they say, yeah. And the question they ask is, how did grandma deal with 2020? What would you like your children to tell them? I would say the first thing that popped into my head, and I feel like it's what's happening in 2021. So I'll say the time frame. <laughs> um, awakening. It was the ultimate, it was the global awakening. And grandma was a, was her, did her own personal awakening. So she could help and make a, a larger impact in the world and be purpose led. And that is the awakening is about people being in alignment to their purpose and healing and moving towards the world that we want to live in. So. Maybe that'll happen. I believe it. How cool is that? Yeah, I I believe it. What a stone cold pleasure this has been every moment. And now I have another new friend. And I would love love if like all the people I've met in this time, if we could figure out a way to like all get together sometimes because they're all so remarkable. And I think that if not a critical mass, we are starting to see Though not a formal movement, a movement towards rationality, and I don't mean cold rationality. Mm-hmm. I mean the kind of rational, rational rationality that says it's all about love. Yeah, I mean every important conversation we have in our lives has to do with love. So, uh, right? So like, why do we? Why do we pretend otherwise? Why do I, we pretend otherwise? I think it's so funny because I, I think we were conditioned. I'm I'm not even joking. We were conditioned more to be fear-based and that love was conditional. Love is not conditional. Love is, it just is. It is a part of who we are. Every single human is based out of love. But when we are acting poorly, it means that we're in resistance to that. We are moving towards that fear-based space. So, you know, that, like I said, two years ago, I would never be. And now I'm like, because I'm in alignment. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah. And I'm like, how can we not talk about it, Mac? Like, it's one of those things. It's like, how, once you you start to get into alignment and you understand the magnitude, I know for myself, I want to scream off of every mountaintop and say, guys, you have this within you. Stop operating in toxic space. Realign to that love base. And when, when that, when that's the movement, because more people that start to understand and make the connection, then we'll be talking love all the time. And that's the space I want to hang out in. (laughs) And one, I think one symptom of people who are, are, are making this part of the journey are, are, are opening up to this. They always have shining eyes. You can see them. You can see him. It's like there's one. Look, 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 yeah. Look, look, yeah. look at his eyes. Look at her eyes. Yeah. Well, and and it's funny because what are the eyes? Windows to the soul. Windows to the soul. You got it. And someone has even recently said to me, "This is really interesting that you brought up eyes." But they're like, "Christina, your eyes." And I go, "I know they're kind of glowing." Yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, and I'm like, but I didn't say anything. But other people are saying it to me and. That's what happens when you're operating in that space, right? Yeah. It's, it's your essence of who you are because you shed away all the fear and the control so you can step in, right? So if you had the word power and you're in negative space, that's all about control. But if you have the word power and you're in the higher vibrational space, that's transformational change. Yeah. Pretty powerful when you think about that. Right. It's so when you cool. think about it and when you when you start to um, um, have you ever heard the expression drop the dime? 
Now, this this is not drop a dime, which has to do with drugs. This is drop the dime. <laughs> okay. uh, I forget who I forget who I heard this from, but he said some people are so uptight that they walk around as if they're they're holding a dime between their butt cheeks. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> yeah, well, not not anymore. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm like I'm what <laughs> free free. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> Thank you, thank you thank you so much my friend i will i will uh, let you know it's going to be a few weeks because i'm 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 backed up with podcasts which is fine that's not a complaint oh, but awesome. um i will let you know when it's when it's when it's ready to post and i, I will s- send along all the all the links and stuff so um you can spread amazing and mac i want to say it was a pleasure i feel like the time just flew by it right. Did. And that's, that's the way it should be beautiful soul. So thank you for spending time with me and, and providing the space because I think it was a powerful conversation. And we shared love, God forbid. Yes, I, <laughs> we, <did. laughs> we shared love and we said it openly and all that stuff. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, have a, have a fabulous day. Um, I'm still looking every once in a while while we're talking, I, I, I see the shed with the snow on it and I've, I've got this like shed and snow space in my, in my person right now, which is a very cool space. Oh, I could flip it at the lake is right there. And this is the overall lake house if you want to see it, but I'm, I'm, I will cut it. I'll cut it short. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. I'm off and running. I will, I will talk to you again. Okay. Thank you so much. Okay. Thanks. Adios. Bye. Bye. Thanks for giving us a listen. As we move forward with this situation, with this thing that's us, let's never forget that we are all in this together. No matter what else happens, we're all in this together. Thank you.